Welcome to the French Creek Lutheran Church Sermon and Brief Message Podcast. I'm Pastor Anna Sorensen, pastor at French Creek Lutheran Church in Ettrick, Wisconsin. We have entered into a virtual worship partnership with Living Hope Church, also in Ettrick. Today's sermon is brought to you by Pastor Carrie Jonas. I hope it blesses you as much as it blessed me. The Gospel for Holy Trinity Sunday comes from the Gospel of Matthew, the 28th chapter. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. The Gospel of the Lord. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. As preachers, we are called to come up with words for you, words to make sense of the Bible text for the week, words that relate it to God, to the world we live in, and to you. But words this week are hard for me to come by. We continue to live in a time of pandemic, and now following the killing of George Floyd in Minneapolis, we're experiencing and witnessing the result in pain of hundreds of years of racial division and inequality in our country. So, I come to you with humility, struggling for words. And then, the church calendar offers us Holy Trinity Sunday this week, a day we focus on one of the most difficult, yet greatest, doctrines to articulate in our church, the Holy Trinity. One God, yet three beings, all with different roles, but still one God. And dear friends in Christ, the words are hard to find. Which is why I am grateful this week to be reminded that the Holy Trinity also offers us a lesson in humility. I need that this week as I struggle to find the words. In this divided, polarized moment in our history, when religion is so often used as a weapon of war, it's easy to think, oh, we're Christians. We've got this God thing down. And it's easy to grow smug and complacent and to assume that our religious practices, our denomination, 
do its best, claiming without a doubt that we know what God wants. But one thing that Trinity does is challenge those assumptions because this Holy Trinity, we confess, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit will always be bigger than we are. The truth of God will always, always be more than our tiny, overwhelmed, very human minds can hold and articulate. The truth of God will always confront, convict, remake us, even as it comforts, affirms, and loves us. And this is a good thing. It's good, it's right, it's necessary to remember we are created in God's image. We don't have the ability to reshape God into our image. So today my words will be very human. So as I approach this week in our history and the Holy Trinity, acknowledging I'm not perfect, and look to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit to think about how we might live in these tumultuous times. Franciscan priest and theologian Richard Rohr gives us a good word. He argues that if we care about the Holy Trinity, it requires a shifting, an orienting of ourselves in a new way. He says, don't start with the one and try to make it into the three. He says, start with the three and see that this is the deepest nature of the one. Start with the three and see that this is the deepest nature of the one. And when we look at the three this way, we can see that God is, and there's no denying it, God's communal. Each entity of God is different. It plays a different role, yet it works together. We see this throughout scripture. For example, when Jesus, the Son, is baptized, God the Spirit descends in the form of a dove, and God the Father parts the heavens and declares delight and affirmation of the Son. All beings show up, all are together in community. And throughout the gospel story, the three exist interdependently in community, leaning into each other. The entire being of God is community. And because we are created in God's image, that's God's desire for us also to live together in community, not in total self-sufficiency, but leaning into each other. But another lesson from the three-in-one for this time is to study the diversity of God. Each being of God has a unique way of embodying and expressing goodness, righteousness, love. They're not the same. Perhaps 
during this last week, you've heard people say, and all with good intention, we are all the same. Skin color should not matter. We need to be colorblind. But God is diverse. And we can hear from the story of creation that we heard earlier, God created a diverse creation. It was suggested by Bishop Eaton in her sermon for today that we should not seek to be colorblind, but instead be color amazed with the diverse nature of our world, all created by God, all in God's image. I'm recording this on Thursday, and this coming weekend, my son, Brendan, is coming home with his longtime girlfriend, Angel. They, they live in Madison, close to the Capitol, and a couple blocks from State Street, so they desire and need to just get out of town for a few days. And I will also add that Angel is African American. I love Angel, and I am so proud to have her as part of our family. She's loving, loyal, hardworking, caring and intelligent and beautiful inside and out. But as I have grown to know her, I realize how very different her experiences have been compared to my own children. My children have had every opportunity in the world to advance their education. My children never had to worry about their security. My children were never stopped by law enforcement walking home with each other from the store. When my children enter a restaurant in Trempeleau County, people don't stare. For my children, the world is their oyster. I say that, yet I have struggled these past weeks seeing and hearing about the racial inequality in our country. It makes me uncomfortable. I feel unsettled because I've lived a very privileged life and some of that is due to the color of my skin. Now, if you find yourself bristling at that statement, let me share something I've been hearing a lot lately that may help us all understand this idea of white privilege. White privilege does not mean one has not lived a life that was hard or had its difficulties, not at all. White privilege simply means that the color of one's skin has not made one's life harder. And I admit this too. I sometimes don't wanna read that book about the African-American experience. I don't wanna watch that movie or read another article or hear another news story where I feel helpless or removed. But then I look to our God, the Holy Trinity, the God that lives in community, 
a God that is diverse in its own being. And I know my call is to not turn my back. I know my call is to keep engaged, to keep listening, to keep trying to understand because my experience has been so very different. All of us are humans. None of us are perfect. And most of us are just trying to do our best. But let us not ignore the cries of our brothers and sisters in Christ, created in the image of God. Let us pray. Oh God, you made us in your own image and redeemed us through Jesus, your son. Look with compassion on the whole human family. Take away the arrogance and hatred which infects our hearts. Break down the walls that separate us. Unite us in the bonds of love and work through our struggle and confusion to accomplish your purposes on earth. That in good time, all nations, all races may serve you in harmony around your heavenly throne through Jesus Christ our Lord.